doesn't that feel like this is unattainable list of the perfect woman? Anybody ever thought that? Well, by the time we're done, women, and everybody else, I think you will, you will look at this differently. I know, I, I, a long time ago, I thought, I'm going to preach Proverbs 31 for Mother's Day because I've heard it before. I know that it's happened. I don't remember what anybody said, but in the Bible, going for Mother's Day passages are a lot harder than the Father's Day ones. So I was, I've been scared to get to here because it's this passage, but I've learned a lot, and that's really, it's, it's not that scary. So before we get to this very scary, delicate passage, I would like uh, anybody, any kids who are willing to come up here and say something nice about their mother, I will give you a sucker. It's that simple. It's Mother's Day. It's a great chance to come up here and say, my mom is special because, she's wonderful because. And then I'm going to ask you a yes or no question. It's very simple. Yep, yeah, come up, come up here so everybody can see you. Okay, why don't we just line up right here? Yep, just. All right, we're going to start with Uriah first. Could you say something nice about your mom? Um, he loves me. Oh, her, his mom loves him. Okay, good job. Pick a sucker. Okay, go have a seat. Okay. You have to say it louder. Is that on? No, okay. Here. That was on. All right, let's try that one. Louder. Okay, do any of these work? Just say it out loud. I don't think you need a microphone. Passionate. She's passionate. Okay. Um, well, hi. Do you want to say something nice about Leslie? Do you say that she cooks yummy food? Cooks yummy food. Okay, I'll trade you. You take this. That's this. That's my microphone. You take this. Okay, can you go go sit down? Okay, do you want to say something nice here? Um. She tells me good stories about Jesus. Um. She sings me songs. She sings me songs. All right, good job. All right, here you go. Go have a seat. Okay. Well, sometimes I feel like she's really depreciated, but most of the time I feel like. I'm glad that she's here, and sometimes I don't really feel like the best, and she helps me out of, at those times, so okay. I'm glad for her. Good job. I appreciate that. Take a sucker, and I want you to stand over there. Okay. All right. Funny. Mom, you are funny. Take a sucker. Go stand over here. She's smart. Oh, we got a smart one. Here you go. Take a sucker. All right, then go stand over there. She is nice. Okay, mom's nice. All right. It, it pays to have lots of kids, it looks like. She tells me that I can do it. Okay, wait a second. You sucker. Okay, good job. She's awesome. She's, what makes her so awesome? I don't know. Oh. She's, pr she's, pr she's really pretty. Okay, mom, you're pretty. All right, bud, what do you want to say about your mom? I know well, that I do stuff that are fun, too. I love that, too. You, is your mom fun? All right, say my mom is fun. Definitely mom is fun. All right, take a sucker. 
Okay, do we have anybody else that's brave enough to come up here to say something nice about your wife or your mother or what? I could run around here if you would work. Okay, so I said I was going to ask you guys a question, and it's just a yes or no answer. Um, have you, your, your mom and dad, most of your mom, she ever give you guys any advice? Oh, I bet she does, Tegan. If your mom's smart, I bet she does. does you, have you guys ever heard anything like chew with your mouth shut? <laughs> Apparently that's true, okay. Okay, we're not tattling, okay, we're not tattling. <laughs> we're not on kids say the darndest things, okay. Okay, have, does your mom ever tell you don't run with anything sharp in your hands, like scissors or knives? Mom, okay. Has your mom ever told you wash your hands before you eat? Yes, yeah, I bet she has. You work with cows at times, I'm sure she wants to make sure. Has she ever told you, told you to treat you, your other people the way that you want to be treated? Yep, yep, okay. And one more. Does she ever say look both ways before you cross, your, before you cross the street? Okay, good. Go have a seat. Thank you very much. If I had, my mother, yeah, whatever, okay. Okay, we can just leave the suckers. Okay, um, now everybody else, when you guys hear those, those words of advice that mothers give to their kids, do you think those are just for the kids? Right, if you say, um, it's, thank you very much. Here, why don't you take this to your mother, just because, all right. Um, the, the advice that the kids get are actually advice that the parents can use as well. Uh, you know, we all should chew with our mouth shut, right? I was told by a buddy of mine a couple years ago, I hate to admit that it was that recent, uh, when we were out working together that I sound like a horse because when I chew because I don't shut my mouth real well. So I didn't learn that lesson. But we should all wash our hands before we eat, right? We, none of us should run with something sharp in our hands. We should all treat people the way that we want to be treated. And we should all look both ways before we cross the street. And as we look at this passage, Proverbs 31, we find that this advice, that this, it's actually a, a mother giving to her son about uh, picking out a wife, about these are the qualities you should be looking for. And what we're going to find out, that this isn't just uh, a list for mothers to panic about and think that, oh, no, I don't measure up. This is a list that actually applies to every one of us. And at whatever stage of life we're in, if we're a kid, if we're a mother, if we're retired, the things we're going to look at today are things that we all should do. So this is a mother's advice to all of us, not just for this, her son looking for a wife, but for how we all should live our lives. And so we're going to look at five different qualities. Uh, the first is that uh, we should be trustworthy, right? Everybody, not just the mother who's looking to be a husband, needs to be trustworthy, but everybody. We all should be hardworking, uh, we should all think of others. We should all have a good reputation, and we all should fear the Lord. Okay, so um, I want to pray real quick one more time before we start. God, I do thank you for these, for this list of qualities. God, I, I, I know that there's things that we'll probably look at and say we do well with and things that we struggle with, and I just pray that we would be encouraged to do better today than we did yesterday, to be more trustworthy, to be more, uh, to think of others more, to to just be a better example to others as you've asked us to be. Thank you, God, for these words in your scripture, these ancient words that we need to live by, and I just pray for your help to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I told you that this was a mother's advice to her son about the kind of bride that she needs, he needs to pick out. Uh, we find Proverbs 31, verse 1. 
And two, it says, the words of King Lemuel, the utterances which his mother taught him. Uh, what, my son, and what son of my womb, and what son of my vow. So I just want to point out that this is not some, this isn't Solomon writing this saying, hey, this is what the ideal wife looks like. Boy, girls, you better get this right. This is the mother telling her son that you better pick out a good girl to be your wife. And so there's all these different qualities. So if you, if you look at this and say, ick, you've got to blame a woman, okay, for, for some of this is to what she has told her son. But like I said, this is something that we're all going to get nailed with or we're all going to feel good about based off of how we've done. Okay, so we're going to skip down because through verses uh, 3 through 9, there's lots of other pieces of advice, but I want to focus on just these five in, in Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 to 31. It says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her worth is far more than rubies. Kind of sounds like a very daunting thing, right? To find such a special woman. But I'm here to tell you, I found one. I found a virtuous woman. I, I, you know, when you're, when you're young and you get married, you do the best you can and you look and you don't really know what you're getting. My wife did not know what she was getting when she married me. I, I, I lucked out, though. She, she's very virtuous. Virtuous means she's a good woman, a quality woman, a woman showing excellence and who is praiseworthy. And it says that she is worth more than great wealth. She's, I mean, when you think about rubies, if someone's going to go hunting for rubies, uh, finding a virtuous woman is not an unattainable goal. People find rubies. People find gold. And so you can find this kind of person to be your soulmate if that's what you're willing to look for. So the first thing is that this virtuous woman or this virtuous person is going to have the quality of being trustworthy. So let's read verses 11 through 16. It says, The heart of her husband safely trust her, so that he will have no lack of gain. She does him good, not evil, all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and she buys it. From her profit, she plants a vineyard. So the first thing is he safely trusts her. Uh, he, it's not, it's not, it doesn't turn out bad for him because he trusts his wife. In, in the verse 11 in the King James, it says he has no need of spoil. You think about uh, people who go off to war, and what do they do? They, they, they take all the plunder that's left over from the people that they have beaten in war, right? But he has no need to go out and do that because everything he possibly needs is already at home because his wife has done her responsibilities to make sure that he has it. And as far as it depends on her, he has everything that he needs. He has his clothing, he has his food, he has the household necessities. And she follows through whatever is determined to be her part. And he has full confidence in her. You know, if you've ever been in one place trying to focus on work or school and you know something else is going on stressful, it's very hard to focus when something else is cattywampus and out of place. And you think about this guy who's out in the field or he's off at the temple or wherever he's at. If he's got to be worried about his wife at home, it's not going to work out well for him. So this guy says, I have full confidence. I don't worry about this. She is completely trustworthy. So he's trusting her, uh, verse 15, that she will do him good, not evil all the days of her life. You know, sometimes you wonder about what is, what is my wife saying or what is my husband saying? And it's, it's like, 
you, you know with this virtuous woman that the, her, she has the best of intentions. Because sometimes you have to hear things you don't want to hear, and that doesn't feel good. But this woman has the best of intentions for, uh, for what she's going to share with her husband. It's verse 13 through 15 talks about how she has oversight over the house and even over the servants. He's, he's trusting her with an awful lot, not just the kids, not just the house, but all the people who are under her that are doing this work. He's trusting her with her, uh, verse 16, he's talking about her going out and purchasing a vineyard and how she's planting it. And, and so he's trusting her judgment. Because if you're going to go out uh, and go buy a field, you're not just going to buy probably any field that you see. You're going to have to go look it over. Like if you're looking for a car, you don't just say, okay, here's a car, I'm going to take this. And so she goes out and she looks and she has good judgment. He says, I'm going to trust her. I'm going to trust her judgment. He's going to trust her financially, that she's going to spend well because she's going to have to purchase this field, that she's going to do her homework in order to know what this field is worth. And then he's going to trust her abilities, that she's able to successfully plant this garden. He has full confidence in her. That's the kind of wife that uh, this woman says, you need to find, son, if, when, before you choose a wife to marry. The woman today needs to be trustworthy, just like the woman back then did. She needs to be counted on. She needs to be relied on. And that's going to look a lot different in the world today than it is then, right? Because you don't have the option or the need to go out there and purchase a field. You don't have servants, I don't think, right? You don't, you don't have the way the things of this life. But the thing is, do, is your husband trusting you to take care of whatever responsibilities that you have decided to do? Whatever, if it's taking care of the kids, if it's cooking the meal, if it's mowing the lawn, it, whatever it is, uh, a virtuous woman is going to be trustworthy. And I agree with verse 10 uh, a lot. I mean, I agree with all of this, but um, let me, not verse 10. It says, I'm sorry, verse 11. It says, the heart of her husband trusts safely, trusts her. He, he, he trusts her. She is going to do whatever she says she's going to do. And how... How, how great is that? Would you rather have a whole pile of money with a woman you don't trust, or would you rather have no money with a woman that you trust? And the world's going to say, you know, I'm going to take the money and the woman and hope for the best, but I would just rather say I would rather be dirt poor and have a woman that I can count on, that I can trust, because I have full confidence. I don't have anything I have to worry about as long as I have her by my side. So women, mothers, you have to be trustworthy. With whatever you say you're going to do, you need to do it. Whatever responsibilities you've decided between you and your, your husband, this is what you're going to take care of. You've got to be trustworthy. But that, uh, that, uh, that uh, quality, is that just for mothers? Mothers better say, no way. Right? Is that just for women? for women? No way. Right? This is something that's for every one of us. We all need to make sure that we are trustworthy. We need to be reliable. We need to keep our word. We need to do what we're supposed to do. So kids... You're not off the hook. You need, to do what you're, you need to be trustworthy to do what your mother and your father tell you to do. If they say, make sure that you come home at a certain time, what do you need to do? Yes, make sure that you get there in time. Right? If you say, I'm going to go to the grocery store and spend this money on bread, you need to make sure you go spend that money on your bread. Right? Get, if she says, do your chores, she's got to be able to count on you to do your chores. You've got to be trustworthy. Uh, employees. We have, we have to be trustworthy uh, to handle work finances, that, to show up on time, to do the, to our, our job the best that we can. People 
don't, we don't want people to keep their eyes always on us and to focus on us. But, so we've got to make sure we are trustworthy. It's equality for women, for mothers, but it's equality that's for everybody. The second thing is that we need to be hard workers. Uh, I'm just going to read here a list of eight things that this woman gets credit for that she does that, that I would count as hard work. In verse 13, she's seeking wool and flax. You know, you got to go out and look for that. I mean, you got to look over the sheep and say, hey, this is the good wool. This is the good flax. It takes some energy to get out there. She's got to give up time in order to get out there. Verse 13 says she willingly works with her hands. Uh, verse 14 to 15, she takes care of the food. Uh, let me read that. Because she, she also rises while it's still night and provides food for her household. And so she's, she's making sure that her, her household has food, but also the servants who are going to get up after her and go work, she's making sure that they have food there as well. Uh, verse 19, she's running the distaff and the spindle. She's producing goods. That's work. Verse 20, she's reaching out to the poor. That's work. They're all different kinds of work, but they all count as work. Verse 22, she's making tapestry, she's, which is like a big rug. She's making her own clothes. Right? Anybody here say that's a heck of a lot of work? I wouldn't even, the only thing I ever made, <laughs> Dana is going to make something. <laughs> I made a tie in home ec one day, and that's the most I've ever tried to make clothes-wise. I'm like, I'm done. I don't know how the sewing machine works and how you do that kind of stuff. But it's a, 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 amount of, a major amount of work to make clothes or to make a blanket or to make uh, any kind of household furnishings like that. Verse 24, she makes linen garments and she sells them. So this woman works very, very hard. The virtuous woman, the quality woman today, guess what she does? She works hard. Now, you don't have to work like this woman works, right? You don't have to try to do all these different kinds of things. Your, your, your life is set up a whole lot differently. You couldn't go out and purchase a field if you wanted to, right? You couldn't, you don't have to build, you don't have to make your own clothes because you can purchase them. Uh, but at verse 13 says, she willingly works hard. For whatever task that you have, you do it willingly. You're not grudgingly and mad, I got to wash these dishes and I got to deal with these kids and I got to do these things. But she's willing, she's happy. She says, hey, this is where I'm made to be. This is the task I'm giving. I'm doing it the best that I can. She isn't lazy, right? She, she's not doing the bare minimum. Uh, she, she's doing above and beyond in order to make sure that her family is adequately taken care of. Working hard, is that just for mothers? No mothers, right? You're saying, no, I feel like I'm the only one working hard. I know you're thinking that, but it's not just for mothers. It's not just for women. Working hard is a quality that we all need to have. The average Joe, you know, like kids in school, you have, you have homework to do, right? You got to work hard on your homework. You have chores to do. You have to do hard work on your, your chores. The rest of us who have bosses, we have to do good, hard work in order to, to, to do the job that we have given. Not being lazy, not having a bad attitude, not doing the bare minimum when you're cleaning out the barn, when you're trying to push the calf in the chute, or when you're trying to wash the dishes. You know, you're not just barely scrubbing it and sticking it in and think it's fine. You're making sure that dish is clean. Hard work is a quality everybody needs to have. So we need to be trustworthy. We need to be hardworking. Number three is we need to think of others. The virtuous woman does that. Verse 20, it says she extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. The, the virtuous wife has done a very good job to make sure everybody at home is taken care of. She takes care of her servants. She takes care of her husband. She takes care of her kids. She's working out in the field. But she doesn't say that's it. 
She's willing to take her hand full of whatever and open it up in order so that other people can have it, so that the poor can have it. She's willing to alleviate the stress and the pressure that the poor are going to have. The virtuous wife today, the quality woman today, is going to do the same thing. You know, I once knew this woman back in Davenport, uh, who I don't think was like this. I mean, she had half of this down. Um, she said, my ministry is my family, which I understand. And believe me, I understand that more now than ever. <laughs> I have two little girls. I'm like, wow, this is like double or triple the amount of work that my wife is, is taking on. But the, all this woman did was, I mean, and that, there's, like I said, there's lots of things you can do for your family. You can, help with, you can help them raise their kids. You can help bring them groceries. You can help them do their homework. So there's an enormous amount of things you can do as a mother. But this mother was not just a mother. She was a grandmother. And she, all she kept saying was, my family is my ministry. And I got the idea that she's like, I don't care about anybody outside my four walls unless I'm related to them. And the virtuous woman doesn't just say, okay, I'm taking care of my own. She says, I'm going to look out there and say, I'm going to help take care of other people. And so this is, this is just a very good quality that this hardworking woman has, this virtuous quality woman has, is she's willing to think of others. But you know what? That doesn't mean that you have to neglect yourself completely. Even in here, you can find where this woman takes care of herself. Uh, Philippians 2.4 says, each of you should look out not only for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. So mothers, it is okay to take time for yourself, right? Give yourself the bubble bath or whatever it is that you like to do. I don't know. I don't, I don't do that kind of stuff. But make, it's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to take a nap. It's okay to take a break. You don't have to work yourself into the ground. Uh, so you, you kind of get that idea from verse uh, Philippians 2.4 that, yes, look out for yourself, but a virtuous woman also looks out for the people outside her for family, outside the four walls that she's living in. Looking out for others, is that just for mothers? No. Is that just for women? No, that's for every single one of us, no matter what age range we're in, we need to look out for other people. No kids. You can share your toys, right? You guys, I know that when it comes to VBS, when they were filling up the money things for, to send to a, a, a missionary, kids are taking money out of their own piggy bank. And I've seen that years after, years after years where they don't have nothing. And they're like, here, I'll take whatever I have, and I'm putting it in here because they're willing to think of other people. It works for fathers and coworkers uh, or people who work out in the, the whatever field. If you have a coworker who needs a ride, that's thinking of others. If you have a coworker who's, you know, you can tell that they're really struggling financially and you provide a little bit of a need for them, that's thinking of others. Uh, it's, it's just everybody, every walk of life, we have the opportunity, we have the ability, and we have the responsibility, if we're going to be that quality, virtuous person, that we are going to think of other people as well. So, uh, the virtuous woman is trustworthy. She works hard. She thinks of others. And now, number four, she has a good reputation. Verses 25 to 27. It says, strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in times to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the way of her household, and she does not eat the bread of idleness. So the first thing she does is she, uses, she sets an example with her mouth. Uh, everything, it says, that it's kind of like the idea that everything that she says is helpful. Everything, advice that she gives is worth listening to. Right, you know, that don't run with something sharp in your hands. Worth listening to. Make sure that you listen to your teacher. That's worth listening to. Make sure that you.
treat people the way that you want to be treated. It's quality stuff that this mom is trying to give her kids. But also, she says it with kindness. Because we all know that you can say the, the right thing the wrong way, right? I can scream something nice, and it could be taken completely the wrong way. But this mother, or this woman, makes sure that she says the right thing the right way. And, and it talks about the law of kindness in here. Um, verse 26, in her, in, on her tongue is the law of kindness. And that's not, that's not just talking about being nice, okay? That's talking about making sure that you're kind of including God into uh, your conversation, that you're including godly advice into this, the situation that you're in. And I have to admit, I, you you'd probably think I'd be just awesome at that because I know a lot of what the scripture says, but I, compared to me and Leslie, she's way up here. I'm like, just knock it off. Here's your problem. Shut up and whatever. But she's willing to say, this is why it's wrong. This is what scripture says. And even with these two little girls, one of them has anxiety at night. And she's supposed to take a medicine to help her sleep. And Leslie's saying, you know what you can do? I mean, she takes her medicine, but she says, you can talk to Jesus. And you can ask him to help you. She's singing verses uh, like, if I were a butterfly, to help these kids know, thank you, God, for making me me. She's always uh, trying to incorporate prayer and, and verses into these little girls' lives. She did it with our kids as well. And so that's something that a virtuous mother does. And she doesn't just say, here's good advice. She says, here's good godly advice. And she says it uh, with every opportunity she has to, with her kids. So she sets an example with her tongue. But she also sets an example with her actions. She's diligent. She's active. She's industrious. You know, she's not lazy. That doesn't mean you have to work 24-7, right? I already said go home and take a bubble bath, right? While, the, while dad gets the lotion out to wash or rub your feet, right? Sorry, guys. <laughs> but it's like, it's okay. You don't have to work 24-7. But this woman takes care of the responsibilities that she is given, and she, doesn't, she does them well. She doesn't wait for it all to pile up. I think she kind of stays on top of things to make sure everything is done that needs to be done. The virtuous woman back then is the same as a virtuous woman today. She, is, she has a good reputation. She sets a good reputation with her words. She speaks with wisdom. She's not flippant. She's not rash uh, with the advice that she gives out. You know, it's easy to give out, to be rash with our mouths. My brain probably thinks faster than three times than my lips. And so guess what that means? Sometimes I am saying things way before my brain realizes that, that I have said it. And this virtuous woman, I think, is more willing to say, okay, I'm going to think about this first before I say it. And that's something that we all could do. We all, if we're the mother, if we have never had kids before, if we're a boy, we all need to make sure that we are setting an example with the words that we say. So older siblings, you have younger siblings, sometimes you guys get help trying to direct kids, or you have the opportunity to tell your little brothers and sisters, I don't like that, knock it off. We have the right way to say it. We have the wrong way to say it. The, the, if you're going to be the virtuous, the quality, you're going to try to say it as nicely as you can because obviously you know your little brothers and sisters don't care what you say. But you still have that responsibility to try to help them, so you're going to try to do it well. Coworkers who are working together on a project, sometimes I'm sure that's difficult. You know what, I know what I'm doing, you don't know what you're doing, and I have to try to help you. And I'm sure especially as adults, and I don't know if it's a male thing, I don't know what women are like, but it's like, don't tell me what to do, and I, I have my own idea, and it's real easy to get back and forth and say, it's, this is the way it's going to be. 
but there's a right way to say it and a wrong way, way to say it. So we should make sure we say it the right way. Set an example with your tongue. But you also set an example with your actions. This, this virtuous woman was not lazy. Anybody here like lazy people? Tegan does. I saw it. Nobody here likes lazy people, right? Whether you're out there on the ranch, you're like, we don't have room for lazy. If you're on the basketball court, we don't have room for lazy. If you're, if you're trying to clear the table after dinner, there is no room for lazy, right? We all have this responsibility to make sure that we are setting a good example with our life by everything that we say and that everything we do. So kids, when your parents tell you to go pick up your room or the toys out of the living room, what do you need to do? Right now, right? Good, Michael's got this down. You should come back next week, okay? You just go do it right now. I don't like it, I don't want to, but I'm going to do this. When my boss tells me to get a project done, it's Friday, I don't care about my boss, I don't care about this project, I'm going to do it anyway, right? It's, it's just setting the example. So we have, we've looked at four. The last one, last but not least, I hope it sticks with you the longest. Uh, and the, the last one, quality, is the fear of the Lord, uh, verses 28 to 31. And I would say this is the best of all of it. I think if you can do this, the fear of the Lord, you're going to be able to kind of take care of everything else. It says, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. The virtuous wife. Um, you know, I, I would think this woman, she puts God first. And, I, and that, that can be, not, that doesn't mean the first thing that she did each day, because... Um, some, I, what I think that means is give her the best. You know, how many people here are morning people? Okay, we've got a few. I am not a morning person. I have tried going to this men's Bible study on Wednesday morning at 5.30. I made it three weeks in a row, the last three weeks, and I'm like, I, don't, I can't focus. I can't read. I can't concentrate. Uh, so I'm thinking this woman gives him the best. If 10 o'clock at night is the best time for you because you're the night owl, give some time to God there. If your lunch break is the best time uh, to concentrate, the best, least of distraction, give that to God. And I think that's what this woman does. She puts, God's word, or puts God first. She reads his word. She puts it into practice. Uh, she lets her, her attitude, her motives be impacted by how God would have her to ask, to act. But that's not just for the woman back then. Uh, like several, you know, a couple thousand years ago, this is something for the virtuous woman today. And it's something for us, everybody else as well. We need to put God first. We need to say, okay, this is what God says. I know my spouse won't like it. I know my kids won't like it. I know my boss won't like it. But this is God we're talking about. What he says, it matters more. We need to put God in the best part of our day. Like I told you, I'm not a 5.30 in the morning person. I don't care what I'm getting up for. I can barely function. But I can be up at 10 o'clock at night and read a whole hour and be just fine. So give God the best of what you have. So, young men, we got a couple. You guys are going to be growing up. I guess it's going to be a little while before you find a wife. But when you're looking for a girlfriend, you know what you should be looking for? You know, uh, you should be looking for someone that fits these qualities. You know, that charm, that, that flirtatiousness that just drives guys wild because we like the flirting with the girls. We just love to do that. Uh, don't get hooked on that. 
because that charm is deceitful. I've known people who have just flirted with everybody, and I used to be one of those people. Okay? And what it took for me to realize that, oops, that's not a good idea, was I had a girl play with my heart. I'm like, I don't like this anymore. Uh, there's no intentions there, right? So charm, it can mislead you. It can make you think everything's all fine and dandy, but that can lead you astray. And beauty, that's fleeting. You know, um, uh, it's, it's not going to last forever. I mean, unless you, you have someone who's just in love with you who says that. And I'm not going to point at any female this way. I'll point on myself. You know what? I used to have a full head of hair. Okay? I used to be a really good-looking guy. I can show you lots of pictures. My, my favorite look was hair in my head and sideburns, and it was great. But do I look like that now? Do I look as good as I used to look? No, I don't. It is just one of those things. That, so, girls, if you're looking for a mate or for a husband, don't say that guy's got these big, bulky muscles. Because those are not going to last. He's got this nice full head of hair. It's not going to stay. Unless you're like Scott, you know, or something like that where it's going to stay. But look, it's not always the case. Even though all growing up through high school I had hair, you know, it just disappears. You know, so when you're looking for a mate, uh, these are the qualities you should be looking for. Sure, they can be charming. They can be very attractive. But make sure that you're looking for the qualities that really count. But also, make sure you are that quality that really counts, that you are trustworthy, that you do think of the poor, that you are willing to um, put other people first, right? That you're willing to work hard. All these different qualities, make sure that you are, whether you're uh, Daisy. Whether you're Daisy who's got a couple years and then she's going to meet the man of her dreams and get married, or you're some little boy, Tegan, who's like, there's no way I want anything to do with girls. At some point, you've got to decide, I'm going to be this quality. Because it's, it's not just for getting married. This is about all of life. Everywhere you're at, whatever stage of life that you're in, we need to have these things. Remember all those good advice we got from our mother. Don't run with something sharp, right? That's good for anybody at any age. And these same qualities are good for anybody at any age. So I'm sure you can think of some of these. You say, okay, I am trustworthy, but I don't really think about other people. Or you say, I am hardworking, uh, but I'm really struggling on this part of fearing the Lord. I struggle with putting him first. Whatever you say I'm good at, good. Pat yourself on the back. Happy Mother's Day. And if there's one of those who say, you know what, I'm not really good at this, today's a new day, right? There's, there's, you have time to make it right. So I just encourage you to, to pick one of these and say, I'm going to try extra hard this week to do a better job. Kids, every time your mother tells you to do something, or even your dad, they give you good advice, take it. They've been, they know what they... They, they're going to give you good advice, okay? So make sure that you're believing it. But make sure it reminds you that there's a lot of things to work on besides just don't run with scissors in my hands, right? I need to make sure that I'm trustworthy. And then parents, when you're passing out this advice to our kids, make sure that you're reminded, oh, yeah, there's five things in here I've got to make sure that I'm working on as well. God will help you. Today's a, a happy day. It's happy Mother's Day. We can remember how special our moms are. Uh, I hope that... You're encouraged and challenged to say, okay, I can do better. I'm going to look at these qualities, and I'm going to pick one. I'm going to work on it and put it into practice. God will help you if you ask him to, okay? Mothers, happy Mother's Day. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for even the fun ways that we can go about learning what your word says. And even this, the scary passages of scripture, God, you can teach us. I mean, it looks like this is all about how a woman should be. But God, we look and see that we all should be trustworthy. We all should think of other people. God, we all should fear you. And so I pray that you would help each of us 
to see where we succeed, where we do well at, God, and where we fall short. I pray that you would help us to see that so that we can do better and be a better example of what a true Christian is to other people. I just pray for our mothers in this uh, room that you would just bless them with a very special day. God, I pray that we would remember to, to thank them and to bless them uh, with, for being how special that they are. But help us to strive, each of us, to do a better job to be the Christian that you want us to be. In Jesus' name.